live on the Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire, it's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined. With Kenny Sargent, Beijing Doctor Douchebag, Crash Gladys, Get in Crash Position, and Statman. Don't overdrive the car. Here's the Freaks. Coming off Freaks. Happy post-4th of July, I guess I could say to your Freak Nation. At Speed Freaks on Twitter, Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Once again on Sunday night here in the Freak Nation. Crasher, she's here. Statman, he's doing all kinds of things. Again, yours truly, anchoring this big old thing. Crasher, do you still have a little bit of 4th of July hangover? Yes. I mean, it is Sunday of the weekend after 4th of July, and we pretty much partied this weekend like it was still 4th of July. Like we said last Sunday... It's an entire week. When 4th of July falls in the middle of the week, you party the whole damn week. And so, yeah, we're still a little uh, tired and hungover. Still think our politicians should blow off all this Russian madness and infrastructure and highways and just get the bill passed to where July 4th or Independence Day falls on the first Saturday of July for the rest of our lives. Then it, no, then what I just said would never happen again. Uh, then we would never have an entire week of partying for July 4th. So, no, politicians don't do that. Keep it on the 4th. Sometimes we have one weekend, sometimes we have two weekends and an entire week in between. Coming up in the show, we're going to have a little visit from Mario Andretti, Ron Caps, and more. And again, you missed any of the show, you go to the website, speedfreaks.tv. Hold on. What's that? I'm going to campaign. This is our final time that we can campaign for Ron Caps, right? Here's the deal. He's up for an SB, best driver. He's up against IndyCar champion Simon Paginot, Formula One driver Lewis Hamilton, dude, NASCAR's Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champ. That's going to be a tough one. Who am I missing? Martin Truex Jr., who, yeah, congratulations. Congratulations last night. Martin Truex Jr. taking the win. Now the series high of three wins. But here's the deal. The ESPYs go from July, okay, this year, it's July 2016 to June 2017. We're not talking January to December like normal award shows do. It's July to June. Ron Caps, out of all the drivers he's up against, he has the best record of every driver in this category. Ron Caps deserves your vote. Yes, even over Jimmy Johnson, seven-time NASCAR champion. Yes, that's a ma- massive feat what Jimmy Johnson did last year. But And yes, he has three wins so far this year. But still, in the span from July last year to June this year, Ron Caps deserves that vote. So go to the ESPYs page. What is it? ESPN. ESPYs. Anyway, vote for ESPYs. You can Google it. And vote for Ron Caps, best driver. Enough said. We'll talk to Ron Caps about that coming up here in the show. And speaking of Martin Truex, can we throw Martin Truex in there? How many stages has this dude won from the kickoff of the season crasher from February to where we are now in the first Week of July? Yeah, if we were only talking about just the beginning of this season, Martin Truex Jr. is, I mean, I know Kyle Larson leads the points, right? but Martin Truex Jr. has had the most phenomenal first half of the season, in my opinion. He has 13 mid-race stage wins. No other driver in the entire series has more than four. Hello? How many laps did he lead last night? He 
dominated that race, won all three stages, 150-some-odd laps led, 152. Hello. We could be looking at the next champion in the NASCAR series, which I'm not going to say that I'm upset at that. And we continue to go back. By the way, you got Speed Freaks on a Sunday night. The website, speedfreaks.tv. We're on Twitter at Speed Freaks and, of course, Facebook. I keep going back to the fact that it's a basically a one-car team. Granted, there's satellite parts and pieces and data that they collect from other teams, but given the fact that Martin Truex isn't winning an occasional segment, dude is dominating, mm-hmm. absolutely dominating. And, of course, there's a lot of this talk about Eric Jones, who's – it's his teammate. It, I mean, it's yeah. a it's a teammate, but still, it's not it's not a Joe Gibbs racing. It's not a Chip Ganassi. They they, they, they don't of. they don't have the funds that a Joe Gibbs has or a Hendrick Motorsports has, and the fact that Martin Truex is again killing it, freaking killing it. Eric Jones is allegedly headed to Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs brought up yesterday in Kentucky. He says there's a lot of moving parts here. We can't confirm or deny. Uh, what's going on if, if Matt Kenseth's going to be back in the car next year? Oh, come on. Let's just face it. Even with Dale Earnhardt Jr. basically chiming in on this situation, it makes me want to believe, since Dale Jr. was pretty adamant with his quotes this weekend, that, yes, it's pretty much a done deal. Eric Jones is going to be in the 20 next year with Joe Gibbs Racing. That knocks out Matt Kenseth. Is it an age thing? Is it, is it a trying to euthanize, so to speak, youth, Y-O-U-T-H, the series? I don't know. But with Dale Jr. speaking so prominently on this, how can it not be possible that Matt Kenseth goes into the 88 next year? It's Kenseth, if he doesn't take Eric Jones's slot and just do the, the simple swap over at Furniture Row, how can he not be in the 88? It's one of those two seats. He's going to be fine. We'd like to welcome in our Freak Nation affiliates joining us here in the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of it. Again, it's Speed Freaks and SpeedFreaks.tv. The website, SpeedFreaks.tv, and there on Twitter. Again, to reset this thing, we got... Mario Andretti, he's going to be joining us in here. Ron Caps up for an ESPY. He'll be joining us here in the Freak Nation. So, yeah, man, hang out for the next couple hours here on the Freak Radio Network. Vote for Ron. How many times do I have to say this? The ESPYs, July 2016 to June 2017. Sure, Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion in NASCAR. It was amazing what he did last year, but the ESPYs are not just about 2016. In the time frame of voting for the ESPYs, Ron Caps, NHRA driver Ron Caps has the best record. Go now and vote for Caps. He is the one deserving. And when you look at what he's done, we talk about you talk about how they want to get young dudes in the seat in really all of motorsports, young men and women, I should say, to again replace some of those old ass bastards that are falling off the back of the stands. Here's Ron Caps, my age, winning freaking championships and winning yeah. races, and who's up for an ESPY. I, I'm sure the oldest cat there in running in the category for auto racing. You know, I bet you're right. Yes, I think you are right because he's up against what Simon Pagano, Jimmy Johnson, Lewis Hamilton, Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, I think you are right. Think about that. Interesting. Think about that, Freak Nation. Here's Ron Caps. We talked to him about it. Uh, any time he rolls in the Freak Nation, we talk about his age. It's not that, not derogatory, just the fact that here's this guy that's been running funny cars for about 20 years with some legendary team owners, and then finally wins a championship last year. He's been a race away from winning it before, but at, at his age now, he's doing it and winning races. It's nuts. So, yeah, we'll talk to Ron Caps 
running for an ESPY. Come on, get him. Yep. Come on, vote Ron. Hashtag vote Ron. That's how we roll here in the Freak Nation. Are we supposed to kind of brag and say that we are overlooking the Gulf of Mexico right now doing this show? I don't know what you see, Crash. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, we're doing our show. We're still on vacation. Yes. Yep. Fourth of July is two weekends and a whole week in between, and we're still there. Yeah, she's just rubbing it in the face of you, Freak Nation. I am just sorry. I, I feel your pity. I absolutely Oh, do. yeah, you do, because you're sitting right next to me looking at this ocean. Ron Caps, your 2016 NHRA Funny Car Champion, up for an ESPY, and more coming up Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Metallica CDs? Check. NASCAR Hot Pass? Check. Beer Bong? Check a reading. Speed Freaks Thong? Check, check, check. Dr. Phil autobiography? What the f***? Honey! Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio. Redefined. Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic cat spot litter. It's made of 100% coconut, it's long-lasting, it eliminates odors, and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello. Look, unlike old dusty heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com. So, you're driving something big or small that demands synthetic oils? Then you need to add Lucas Pure Synthetic Oil Stabilizer with each oil change, which won't be that often, as Lucas Special Formula increases oil life up to 50% longer, all while reducing heat and wear in your car or truck's engine. You'll find increased power and fuel economy as well. If it spins, heats, shifts, or turns, you need Lucas Pure Synthetic Oil Stabilizer. Hey, Freak Nation, it's time you clean up your tires and rims, so do it with Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine. It's an environmentally friendly treatment spray designed to give tires and trim a long-lasting, like-new shine. Use Slick Mist Tire Shine to remove dull, gray oxidation from bumpers, tires, plastic, rubber, and vinyl trim. It's long-lasting, UV-resistant, and helps prevent sidewall blowout. Log on to lucasoil.com for more info and pick up Lucas Slick Mist Tire and Trim Shine at major auto parts stores today. With 2.7 million miles of paved roads and 1.4 million miles of unpaved roads in the U.S., where will your Continental Tires take you? Continental Tires' new Terrain Contact AT is the ideal all-terrain tire for CUV, SUV, and light trucks and will get you where you need to go. Traction Plus technology gives you the durability to conquer dirt, gravel, and grass while also providing a quiet, comfortable ride on pavement. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire. For what? You do. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. 
grab it and hold on tight. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Back with Speed Freaks on a Sunday night from the Lucas Oil Studios. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sarge at the website, speedfreaks.tv. And funny that we're having this dude on right now because we should have had him on last week, but he made some news this week. Ron Caps has been coming into the Freak Nation for the 17 years that we celebrated oh, yes. last year, and we've known him longer than that. And Ron Caps. what's more impressive to you, the fact that you're still racing and winning championships and races or the fact that the three of us, Stat, Crash, and yours truly, we haven't shot anybody? (laughs) I I don't know. It's been, like you said, I've known you guys for so long, and so much has happened this last, just in like the last calendar year, in my life anyway, and it's just been cool to talk with you guys through it all. But man, I mean, win a championship for the first time, finally, and and now, of course, with this latest news, being nominated for... uh, one of the five drivers of the, uh, for the ESPY Awards. Freak Nation, his name is Ron Caps, NHRA Funny Car Champion. Five wins this year, as he said, nominated for an ESPY. And it's unfortunate. And I, 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 let me just go negative first, that you go through the litany of motorsports. and it's, It started out as, what, best auto racing driver? Oops. Is that still the title? Uh, no. No. I think best driver. Yeah. It, it started <laughs> yeah. out way back with best Auto Racing Driver ESPY Award in 93. Nigel Mansell uh, won the first one in 93. But you go through all these fantastic names, and you know every one of them. There's not a damn drag racer in there. Erica Enders has been nominated. John Force. I could go on and on. Caps, damn it, let's do this, yeah. bro. I know. I just got the link for the Wikipedia, and I went down that list of drivers. It's insane to see that list. Uh, of course, my buddy Jimmy Johnson, he's up as one of the nominees, and he's won it, I think, five times. But, yeah, no drag, drag racers ever won it. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, no matter what, my wife and I are going. Um, we're going to attend it no matter what. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I can just uh, – Conor McGregor's up for best fighter, and I'm hoping my table's near him because I want to get a picture with him <laughs> for sure <laughs> before the, the Mayweather fight. But it's going to be a fun-filled night there, Peyton Manning, and it's going to be live on uh, – on, on that night at 5 o'clock, so it'll be on ABC on network. So it's going to be fun either way. If we win, it's going to be obviously history-making for a drag racer, but um, I'm just I, I'm crazy pumped up just to even be announced as one of the five because it's a, it's a big deal to me. It's a huge deal, and that's where I wanted to go with you on this, Ron Caps, is who are you most looking forward to seeing? Okay, so Conor McGregor aside, I know guys like Michael Phelps, I mean, anyone in the NFL, anyone in the NBA, the red carpet alone is just worth the price of admission. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, I've been asked that like the last week, who am I looking forward to? And I, I don't know, Peyton Manning, um, I've never gotten to meet him, and I've always loved his humor, his dry humor. <laughs> so I'm hoping, I know he's hosting, so hopefully we'll get a chance to at least say hi and get a picture with him. But um, I, it's going to be one of those nights where I, I, I should wear my head and neck device because my neck is going to be going left and right, looking around the room, trying to, you know, just uh, just figure out all the movie stars that are going to be there, of course. And then, of course, the best athletes in the world will be in that room. So um, it's going to be fun. I'm going to tweet Jimmy Johnson right now, and I'm going to say, hey, at Jimmy Johnson, at Roncaps28 says he's never met Peyton Manning, dot, dot, dot. Therefore, tell your fan base to please vote for Ron Caps so he can meet him on stage. 
<laughs> well, yeah, it gets tricky because Chase Elliott obviously is my my teammate, and he's Jimmy's uh, teammate as well at Hendrick. And of course, Alexander Ross, he's my teammate in IndyCar, and he he tweeted just a couple days ago something about is it okay to vote twice, meaning. Simon Pagano, Simon Pagano is one of the ones up for a nomination. So um, you got to understand that they've got their their guys they race with. And I always voted in the past for Tony Schumacher, John Force, or even Eric Anders when she was up. So, yep. um, you know, I understand. It's just going to be it's a tough up-road battle. We've got uh, an F1 star and Lewis Hamilton, of course, is in there. So um, if we could pull it off again, man, it's just I, it would add to what's already been an unbelievable year. And I know the ESPYs goes from July to June. So, yeah, we've had a great race car, and it's made me look good with, with the five wins and, of course, the championship the first time in 20 years. I think all that kind of culminated in, in getting some attention at least. You know, Ron, it's bigger than that, and it goes back to what you just said. It goes from July to June. You had five wins last year, and you already have five wins this year. You've been putting in some great performances, and hopefully the voters will see that. Yeah, you know how I've known you guys a long time. It's uh for me, it's always we as far as my team. And I, when I, I was 30,000 feet in the air when I got the email, I was in a Delta plane, and I got the email that I was nominated. And it, I wanted to get up and run down the aisle of the plane, <laughs> jumping around crazy. Like, I couldn't. I thought somebody was first playing a joke, and then I went online and, and saw that it was for real. And uh, right away, I fired off an email to all my crew guys and everybody at DSR just saying thanks uh, because, I mean, not, you know, to me, I'm representing our team, and, and I'm, I'm a lucky guy gets to pop out of the roof hatch and do the interviews and stuff, but we've just had a tremendous race car, you know what I mean? It's been fun to win some hole shots and do my part, but it's been uh, a hell of a roller coaster ride. Ron Caps, we had Jack Beckman on last week, and he talked about the team just like you're doing, but what turned the light on at Don Schumacher Racing? Your team has had nine consecutive wins between you and Hagen and Beckman and Tommy Johnson. My favorite thing in motorsports is seeing the lights come on and the lights are shining bright at Don Schumacher Racing. You know, I you know I had a I had a, a fan actually I had a, sort of had a uh, a rough <laughs> interaction with a fan on Twitter that uh, was real upset that all the DSR cars have been winning a funny car and I was quick to let him know we really although we've all been doing well and yeah the crew chiefs are friends and they talk people I don't think understand that there is not one of our funny cars that is close to another of the three funny cars. We have two of those funny cars run six disc clutch and completely different fuel systems. I mean, completely our car and, uh, and Tommy Johnson might be sort of alike with a five disc, but again, different tune-ups. So it's not like we all have four exact same cars and our crew chiefs have all this to information. They can just go back and forth with. They are completely different. I can tell you from being in these meetings with crew chiefs, it is not like we have the same race cars. They talk about what they've done throughout the weekend, but we have to race each other, and they're probably the three toughest cars they got to race. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys on your show, if you talk to a Jimmy Johnson or if you talk to uh, uh, pick any of them, I mean, Scott Dixon or anybody with a multi-car team in any other motorsport, I don't know that that's the same. I know that Dale Jr.'s car has been kind of been set up like Jimmy's a few races just to see if it was different. We, we can't do that. So they are quite a bit different. I just think the talent level with the drivers, you know, my, my teammates, they, they drive me. I hate losing to them. So they drive me to, to race harder against them. And same with our crew chiefs. So I think it just elevated our whole team. It's not necessarily the fact that we're this big multi-car team that's got everything the same. 
explain why, because you're right. Race fans, they do see multi-car teams, whether it's IndyCar, sports cars, NASCAR, they see them as, as being able to help each other with setups. So explain why specifically your four funny cars are set up so differently. Is it a driver comfort thing? Is it done based on a crew chief comfort thing? What is it? Well, as far as the, the major part, which is the heart of the tune-up, is the clutch. And that six-disc clutch uh, is in Jack Beckman's car and in, in uh, Matt Hagen's car. They, they've, they've always run the six-disc pretty much for the last three or four years. Ron Tolber tried the six disc. We ran good. He just wasn't comfortable, and he left the five disc in it. And of course, we won the championship last year. Six disc is run by a lot of teams. All the Coletta cars, most of the Force cars, also run a six disc. So we're about one of maybe three cars I think out there running a five disc in our car, as well as Tommy Johnson. So you know, I, I think it's just a matter of having an in-house chassis shop, having our own parts made that we don't have to call up somebody and say, "Hey, you know what? We'd like to try." This part or these pistons or, or, or this, you know, you pick it. Anything that somebody else could call up and say, hey, what is DSR running? I'd like to buy the same thing. So the fact that we build our own stuff, a lot of our own parts, we're able to, to keep that in-house and not let people know what we're doing. That's probably the biggest thing. Um, but, again, it's, it, it's not even close. And I, I tell you, I, honest to God truth, I swear I hate losing more to Hagen to Tommy, to Beckman, than any of our other uh, competitors out there. And I, I hate to lose anybody, but, um, and I bet you anything, they would tell you the same thing. And, uh, and I think that has just kind of raised the bar with our whole team. Freak Nation, his name is Ron Caps, champion Ron Caps, funny car driver, five wins this year, nominated for an ESPY, joining Speed Freaks, Lucas Oil Studios. And Ron, you look at what you've done and the latter part of your driving career it kind of blows holes and drivers are more hungry younger or more successful when they're younger because they're hungrier. They don't have the obligations of a family. Let's go with that and the fact that if you didn't have to win races to continue to get Napa out there, would you be driving as madly as you would if it wasn't part of your team the fact that you've got to have sponsors and you've got to continue to win to keep those sponsors that is a that's one of the best questions i've heard in a long time and and i i do get questioned about you know you, these kind of up-and-coming drivers for whatever reason i i am more driven now i'm in better shape even though i was in great shape growing up and when i came into funny car it wasn't like now all these drivers are out the gym every night they're on the treadmill if you remember back when i was a rookie i was playing you know professional racquetball and teaching it when i was driving and when i became a professional i still played a lot but i was in shape we had chuck etzels al Hoffman, john force these guys didn't go to the gym i mean there was nobody that was athletically inclined to <laughs> before they got in the race car it was coffee and donuts for force i mean it's just it wasn't a big deal back then but that's what i believed in now um it's funny, man. I, I do have a lot going on. I got a house and kids and all this stuff to worry about, but, uh, I find myself more competitive now. And, and, uh, I think for those years driving for Don, the snake Prudhomme, you know, almost a decade, I was a little more reckless in my, uh, my approach, I guess, because I didn't care about certain little things that I might think more about now staging more shallow to keep a lane choice in a track that might have a better lane than another lane where lane choice has been the difference in the past where I didn't realize it when I was younger and I might have rolled it in a little deep to make my reaction time look better 
lose lane choice, end up not having a chance to win a race that day. Well, now, you know, it's just, it's a bigger picture for me. And I, I think Ron Tober's brought a lot of that, but, uh, age and experience, I think's brought a lot of it. And, uh, and just, uh, I, I love the fact that everything's kind of our sports grown a ton. You guys have grown with it. So it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun sort of to, uh, to grow with the sport, you know? Well, when we started this thing, you didn't have a 16 year old son that turned 16 today. And, you remember when you were 15, you get your permit, then at 16, it's the next day you're there, bam, getting your driver's license. Does your newly minted 16-year-old son even give a damn about driving a car? Dude, you can't even do that anymore. It's weird. What? It's so different now. Yeah, you, you can't. Man, yeah, you're right, man. The day I turned 16, I was down there, <laughs> like, first in line. Um, we, we just started kind of letting him drive. My dad's been letting him drive, you know, kind of out in the hills where I grew up in San Luis Obispo since he was, like, 10. But uh, it's such a different world now. I mean, now you got these people you hire, and they drive around these little Priuses or whatever they are, and <laughs> they learn how to drive. And, you know, you come upon one, and, and uh, I'm not going to rip on those cars too much, but I can tell you. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> sometimes, okay, sometimes you don't realize whether it's a, a driver learning how to drive in one of those cars or somebody that's already had their license. But, um yeah, it's just a different it's a different world today. And he's tried the junior dragsters and he loves racing, getting on my simulator, but he just doesn't have that urge like you and I did when we turned sixteen, man. It was all about go down and get our license. This dude goes <laughs> three hundred and twenty miles an hour, faster than any of those motorsports bastards nominated for the SP. Ron so Caps fans, vote. Are you getting the message? His, vote for the fastest guy in the list. He has one ball. He has one oh, testicle, geez. and he still runs at three hundred twenty miles an hour. He's he's a champion. He's won five. What else, Ron? Damn it! Well, the other one's there. It's just it's all mashed up. <laughs> it's still hanging around. Damn seatbelts. You know what's going to happen when I get? I'm already on the verge of being senile. My poor daughter, when she gets in her teenage years, she's just going to lock me in a goddamn room, bro. <laughs> yeah uh, welcome to the club <laughs> ron caps nominated for an sb getting set for chicago next weekend funny car champion joining speed freaks and lucas oil studios on a sunday night thank you ronnie you bet thank you guys speed freaks motorsports radio redefined
are listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to an encore edition of Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're back with the Freaks at Speed Freaks on Twitter. Chad Knauss, crew chief for the number 48, and Jimmy Johnson. And so many things uh, from this race we'd like to talk to you about, Chad. But more importantly, we always talk about monkeys on the back. You dudes have seven freaking championships. How do people continue to talk about all these damn monkeys getting on the 48's back? <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, we've got quite a collection of them, I can tell you that, because this happened... Uh since 2002 all the way to now, but um, we're, I think it's the standard that this team has, has put out there to, to be successful. Um, obviously, everybody at Hendrick Motorsports and Lowe's and all of our amazing fans, they, they expect us to, to win races and run in the top five and be competitive week in and week out. And we've just had a bit of a tough go, uh, quite honestly, to start the season. But um, being able to come here to Texas with the low Chevrolet with Hitachi on there and to be able to get into victory lane was, was just awesome, man. It was so cool. Chad Knauss, it's always fascinated me why teams do well at some tracks and not so well at others. Why do you have success at Texas? Is it the speed there? Honestly, that um, I continue to bring Jimmy Johnson and all the, the guys <laughs> that build this Lowe's 48 car. I mean, that's what I've got figured out because it's a completely different environment than what we've had in the past. The, the, the race cars are different this year, obviously, with less downforce and the other rules that NASCAR has put in play. Uh, the track is completely different. The tire that uh, Goodyear brought, a great tire, um, is completely different than anything we've raced on yet. So um, I would have to say the the constant in the whole whole equation is, is Jimmy Johnson and my guys. So when you walk into Texas, is it the familiarity? Is it the speed there at the track that... You just have a grasp on. I, I hate to harp on it so much, Chad. What is it? I wish I, I wish I could give you something tangible to hold on to. But the the fact of the matter is, I think if you look in in our history, um, intermediate style racetracks really suit yeah. our style. And the biggest variable I really feel, uh, if you look over the years, the the five hundred and six hundred mile races that we run, the forty eight car typically does better than most. Uh, I think that is due to Jimmy's. Jimmy's ability to to train the way he does and prepare the way that he does, so that at the end of the race he's he's fit, he's ready to go. Um, I think that my team does a really good job of understanding the strategy and working towards the end of the race, as opposed to the middle portion of the race. Um, we're, we're when we get into these long races like that, you know, the endurance really comes into play. You have a lot of pit stops, you have a lot of strategy, you have a lot of things that come in, into the equation, and. Uh, I'm very fortunate that my guys play it very well. How much of a challenge was the redesign on the track in Texas? And that was what was really fun about this weekend, to be quite frank with you. It's uh, coming in here without having any prior testing, um, any real knowledge about what the tire was going to do, any real knowledge of what the aggregate was going to be like on the racetrack was a lot of fun for me. Um, We had to really do it old-school racing style. We had to look at photographs. Right. We had to listen to what Jimmy said about the racetrack, really dive into what he was feeling, and I think that really helped us. Um, you know, our simulation programs that all the other race teams use and we use as well um, really weren't a huge factor this weekend because we didn't have any data. We didn't know right. what we needed to do. 
to. So we were able to just get in there and old school race it. And, uh, man, we had a fast Chevrolet today. This is the first win for Hendrick Motorsports this year. What's happened to the battle with Chevy versus Ford versus Toyotas? Well, I think Chevrolet's done a good job. Obviously, the 42 car won a race earlier this year, and we've we've run pretty well. We just haven't been able to execute and close the deal like we needed to, um, which has been painful to say the least. But uh, to to see the the 24 car run as wrong as strong as what it has this year. To see the 88 car run as fast as what it did today, and the five actually coming in with a backup car right. without turning a lap on it, ran really well. Unfortunately, they weren't able to to finish where they needed to, but they did a great job. So, I think everybody at Hendrick Motorsports right now is doing a really good job of getting everything pulled together so we can get into this uh, early spring, early summer stretch. Chad, you know, Speed Freaks, we've been doing this for 17 years. You've been doing a long ass time as well. What do you reflect on, or what do you build on when? You're not having the success that the 48 team has had in the past. We know that you're more than just a crew chief. You can be a soothsayer. You can be a massage therapist. <laughs> I mean, how much patience do you dig in for, for a race like this? Oh, boy, it's difficult. It really is because you don't know what's going to happen. We knew that we had a fast car yesterday afternoon uh, when we left for final practice that the, the car was running and doing really what Jimmy wanted. But, you know, we, we unfortunately spun out in qualifying and knew we were going to have to go to the back. So the the security and the, the thing that you have to lean on is the fact that we are tenacious. Uh, we, we don't give up. Uh, we just we just continue to fight. So going into this race, I felt like that it was going to be a fight. I knew that we were going to have to have solid pit stops. I knew Jimmy was going to have to pass a lot of race cars, and we were going to have to actually create the strategy and try to make it happen, and, and we did. Um you know, we we did what we wanted to do today, and by having a fast race car, um, it was able to to do what we needed to do. And that's probably the cornerstone of the 48 cars, having fast race cars. If you have a fast race car, you can make things happen. You can make people follow your lead more than just um, going out there and trying to chase. You know, Chad, you brought up something about the shape that Jimmy Johnson is in, and he's probably running. And granted, we saw the interview after the race uh, Sunday that he just wasn't feeling well, but knowing that dude, he's probably jogging back to the hotel on a, on a bike or swimming in the pool at this point. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you as a crew chief, it's got to be admirable that your driver is going to take that much into consideration to being the best that he can be behind that wheel. Do you feel like you might be, you know, reaching over for a chocolate shake and you think, ah, you know what? I can't do that. I got to drink some water. Jimmy's out running a triathlon right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the fact that he's gone out there and he's enjoying it. And that's, I think, the biggest thing is that he doesn't do it because he has to. Yeah. He does it because he wants to. He wants to go out there and be successful um, riding a bike, uh, running a, a, a half marathon, or swimming however many miles. You know, the, the guy gets it. Like He really enjoys putting himself into uncomfortable situations and trying to be successful. Now, the normal person, they're not going to go and do that stuff. I don't know how many triathletes <laughs> there are in the world, but there are not as many of them as there are with normal people that just want to sit on the sofa and watch everybody else do it. Chad, it's not overlooked here in the Freak Nation what you mean to that 48, Hendrick Motorsports, and Jimmy Johnson. We appreciate you doing this, buddy. Yeah, man. I, I enjoy it and appreciate you guys' support. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined.
With 2.7 million miles of paved roads and 1.4 million miles of unpaved roads in the U.S., where will your Continental Tires take you? Continental Tires' new Terrain Contact AT is the ideal all-terrain tire for CUV, SUV, and light trucks and will get you where you need to go. Traction Plus technology gives you the durability to conquer dirt, gravel, and grass while also providing a quiet, comfortable ride on pavement. For more information, visit ContinentalTire.com. Continental Tire, for what? You do. If the grind, whine, and squeal of your vehicle's power steering makes you cringe each time you reach for the wheel, then grab Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Lucas' unique formula fixes most worn rack and pinions, pumps, and gearboxes, making them perform like new. Using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will find it eliminates squeals, seal leaks, and rough spots. And it's 100% guaranteed, so there's no reason to use anything but Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. Hey, cat owners, stop killing the earth. Yeah, you heard me right. You've done angelic work by rescuing cats from death row. Now do your part to save the planet. Dump your old clay litter, part of 8 billion pounds of waste clogging up landfills yearly, and go to catspotlitter.com. Order the all-natural, all-organic cat spot litter. It's made of 100% coconut. It's long-lasting. It eliminates odors and only weighs 5 pounds. Oh, and delivered to your door for just $15 a month with free delivery. Hello? Look, unlike old, dusty, heavy clay litter that we're so used to, Cat Spot Litter's work is not over when the litter box needs to be changed. When your Cat Spot Litter has run its course, you dump it in your garden, your lawn, compost it. It contains natural nutrients and absorbs water. You've saved a cat's life. Now go save the planet at catspotlitter.com. Your cat will thank you and the planet thanks you. Organic, odor eliminating, and just 15 bucks a month. Catspotlitter.com. Introducing Lucas Oil Racing TV, your exclusive unlimited 24-7 motorsports app. Now you can watch all your favorite motorsports anytime, anywhere. Get the finest in grassroots racing, national events, live coverage, behind-the-scenes action, and interviews you won't see anywhere else. There's also automotive how-to shows and some of motorsports' biggest names like Dave Despain, hosting the legends and current superstars of racing. For more information, visit lucasoilracing.tv. Lucas Oil Racing TV. Grab it and hold on tight. The Coxville Blockers, the Albuquerque Chupacabras, and the Arizona Pricks? Yeah, we got your attention now, don't we? These aren't real sports teams, but they are some of the most creative and funny sports logo t-shirts from awesome sports logos. Each team has a history and a meaning behind it, like the Akron Rubbers, the Boston Accents, or the Cape Cod Scrod. And these t-shirts are awesome, made with the highest quality, 100% cotton available, and are just stupid soft. Grab your favorite city's t-shirt now at AwesomeSportsLogos.com. That's AwesomeSportsLogos.com, and get awesome. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. They got a new record coming out, Mr. Big and Big Billy Sheehan joining the Freaks. And I asked this of guys that I've interviewed for the last 20 or 30 years, was there ever time, and it's interesting on the responses, when you're sitting there, again, with a hit record, that you're thinking, damn it, I hope I'm doing this 20 years from now. Was there ever a time in the mid-early 90s we thought, man, I want to do this for another 30 years? I never thought that directly, but that was the vibe underneath it. I never had an idea that I would ever stop or do anything else. That's what I've done my whole life since I you know, was still in high school, back in the Pleistocene era, <laughs> uh, but, but, but when dinosaurs roamed. 
Uh, but what we uh, uh, I never thought about ever stopping, and yeah. it's great now that uh, we're out on the road. We got a nice, uh, a great tour bus. We're playing in places, packed houses, sold out everywhere. We're going to be in South America, Mexico, uh, in August, uh, Southeast Asia, Japan uh, in September, the rest of the world in October, including Europe and the UK. And so uh, I'm glad it it keeps on going. It's beautiful. One thing that has fascinated me about you guys with Mr. Big is that from the get-go, you've, you've said, I've read in many, many places, that you like to perform and even create, making albums with a, a sense of urgency. You like that added pressure in the studio. So even 20, 30 years later, that added pressure, it still keeps you going, huh? That's a, 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 an excellent observation, my dear. Uh, that's, uh, uh, it's very true. We, we did this record in six days. Because there was some extra stuff that was done after the mixing and some background vocals, but the, the lion's share of the record was done in six days, and that does create an urgency because you start to get comfortable in any endeavor, and things slow down, and things don't have that kind of essence of uh, edge or uh, the, the spirit that you had when you first began. Because when we first began, we didn't have much time, we didn't have much money. We had to get in there and get the record done quick, huh. and get out and get on the road fast, you know. So. That, there was a, a, a thing to that that really added to the foundation of uh, the music and the record and the way it sounded, I believe. So we kind of, uh, in a way, it wasn't even artificially imposed this time. We really did only have six days where we were all in the same city at the same time with our producers, so we had to get it done. There's got to be a really cool energy about that as well. It's almost as if you're doing things live, and you guys are like, all right, come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> exactly right. Well, the problem we had is we went back to our original producer from the first four <laughs> records, and we started telling stories of the old days and all the, all the shenanigans and hilarious stuff we went through. And we had to keep stopping. Wait, wait, we we got to shut up. We we got a record to make. We got to get three songs today, and we're we're only we're only at number one, and it's uh, eight o'clock already. So let's go, let's go. So, but it was fun. It was a good kind of pressure. It was positive, and uh, it really did. I, I believe. By my observation of what we have, what what it was before, what it is once it was recorded, I think it really improved and uh, gave everything an edge and uh, put things up uh, several steps. We will post a link to their video, the first single, Everybody Needs a Little. There's a good reason why there's about a half a million views on this thing. And when we started this thing called MTV and all these music videos, we knew it was part and parcel of putting a record together in the 80s and early 90s. How does a, a video fall into play now with records and record companies and bands? Well, uh, fortunately, now the uh, the record, the music industry is now the music business again. It was an industry for a while, but it's shrunk <laughs> down back to business level again, which is better, I think. And I think uh, now when you do a video, I remember dropping huge amounts of money on videos. Uh, some of them, uh, for example, the Eat Him and Smile. Uh, the Yankee Rose uh, video, I don't know, that was hundreds of thousands of dollars to make that, that video. It was unbelievable. So now we actually found two guys on Craigslist wow. that can do a video for very, very cheap. And they showed up and they rented proper cameras and did it the right way, but uh, we were not necessarily blowing through uh, mindless amounts of cash to get a video representation so that you can let the people see and hear what the band is about online as a representation of uh, what they're about to get if they if they'd be kind enough to come out to a show or purchase uh, our music. So it's more now just kind of a promotional piece, and it's not a do-or-die thing. Well, who was it then? Was it the band? Was it David Lee Roth? Was it the record company? Who was it that said, we need to spend this 3 or $4 million on Eat em and Smile? 
Well, uh, it usually comes from the record company, but then you, you have to pay it back ah. with, with royalties. So the band thought, oh, free money. There's $100,000 to make a video. No, no, no. Why aren't I getting a royalty check? Because <laughs> all your royalties are paying off your, your the, the bill you owe at the record company. Oh. So people eventually got smart and realized that record companies, uh, we love them and they're great, but they, they're basically just a bank and they're loaning you money. And it's your money that they're that they're that you're paying it back with so you can be uh smart about it and uh do it in a good way but also an economical way or you can blow through cash and then wonder at the end of it why you are living in uh someone's uh spare bedroom in their apartment (laughs) billy how is youtube and vivo and those any digital arena how has it changed the music industry our daughter our three-year-old daughter absolutely loves watching music videos and it makes me happy because i was an mtv vh1 girl back when they actually played videos so it makes me happy to see that she's getting an appreciation for music through those things but do you guys get kickbacks enough in those arenas or is this just kind of another way to advertise for you all well, I think it's, uh, I was an early adopter of all things digital, and I, I, I loved it. And I think now it's great for musicians. You're a, a couple clicks away from a, to a billion people, pretty much. So it's a great, great way for, to get people to know what's going on, keep people informed. Uh, plus, we can directly communicate with people all the time. I'm, on, I'm answering email and responding to comments all the time directly. You know, and people, uh, I can, we chat and talk to people from all over the world easily it's a great uh, opening of the gateway between that gap that would separate performer from uh, listener so I, I love that and uh, i love the fact that you can go online and find almost anything you can find anything there is by any musician anywhere and it, we just didn't have that before and it's free that's cool now we're not getting paid for it but i don't really mind so much i've never been money motivated in my career or music i'm i i want to play I, i'd rather play to 100,000 people for free than 1,000 people for 10,000 bucks. And I, I would really prefer the, the former to the latter. So uh, it, it's, I think it's a great thing. I think the digital thing is, uh, is good for musicians and good for music. And there's more music around now than, there, than it seems like there ever was. It's well, not being purchased on vinyl or CD, but it's there, and that's and I think the more music, the better. Well, you talked about the business side of of the music industry as well, and that this has become the business side. That's incredible that you are so good at responding to your fans. I mean, there's a, a lot of athletes out there who are good at responding to their fans, but there are also a lot of them that are just like, uh, I don't have time. No, you have to make time because that is your business. It really is. Everything I own, my home, my car, my little retirement fund uh it all came from somebody buying a ticket a t-shirt or a cd you know so i I don't forget that and every sports uh uh figure everything he has comes from somebody buying a ticket or or uh, a tv station licensing the game to show to fans because the fans are going to watch it so it all comes from the fans everything does so i you know once you once you've played your game and they've televised it and people have been entertained you owe nothing more for me, it's the same thing. Once I put out a CD, people buy it and listen to it. We're even. I don't owe them. I choose to go the the distance and go further. And I, I make myself available to sign things, take care of things. We never charge people. Uh, for uh, you know, A lot of people, they do a VIP greet thing after the show sometimes, which is okay. But I'm out by the bus doing it for free anyway. So 
My, my manager hates it when I tell when I when I, when I reveal that in public. He goes, "No, no, we need the money." I know we need the money, and that's fair and that's cool. But I do it for free all the time anyway, and it's my pleasure. And so I just uh, I just hope uh, more people in a position like mine, or uh, you might happen to be a sports figure, would uh, take into consideration that the fans have all kinds of choices, and they chose you. And I, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I do everything I can to uh, enrich the experience. And I do happen to love it, too. It's yep. a great way to put your thumb on the pulse of what's going on and see what's happening out there with people and what they think and what they feel. So I'm always out by the bus hanging with people and taking photos and signing stuff and having a good talk. It's, it's a good thing. Way cool. Founding member of Mr. Big, bassist Billy Sheehan, Jordan of the Freaks. New album coming out, Defying Gravity, just in about the month. If you follow us on Twitter, we'll give you a link of the new video and the new single from Billy Sheehan and Mr. Big. Go back to 92, and I bring this up because I think it was 93, 94, when I saw Stone Temple Pilots, and Scott Wyland said, I know you guys want to hear this song, but we're so freaking tired of playing it. And they go into Plush. Again, you couldn't get out of the way of Plush back in 92, 93. When you played To Be With You, has there ever been a time where you thought the same damn thing? Never. Wow. Never, never, never. And uh, I'm, I'm completely certain of that because we uh, haven't hit record changes your life forever. And it's, a, it's an amazing thing. And that record took us all over the world. It was number one. And I've heard 16 countries. I thought it was only 14, but they, they're telling me now it was 16. And we went to Singapore and to uh, Russia and uh, Brazil and India. And we've been everywhere all over the world. And that song is just our, our, our passport to the world. I look out every night, and there's a sea of smiling faces singing along, some in tears of the memories it brings them. And I've gotten email from people all over the world about what that song meant to them and how they're having a hard time, and the song gone through it, or even suicidal people that uh, you know this song was a boost to them that kept them going. And you know, it's it's a it's a phenomenon, and uh, it's been nothing but positive. So I'm I'm so pleased that people love that song, made it number one. And uh, that's the subject of the song 1992, which is our second single we put out on the uh, online, too. So uh, it was an incredible uh, adventure that started with that song. Can you, in, in a nutshell, can you, you talk about how a hit single changes your life? A championship changes a NBA player's life or an NFL championship changes an NFL player's life. But when you have a number one hit, a top hit, like to be with you, can you explain to the Freak Nation about residuals and checks showing up at your door and really how that gives you carte blanche that other dudes and women who've not had number one hits? Well, we don't necessarily lord it over people who haven't had <laughs> They may have them eventually, too, and yours, your next one may not be a hit, so you got to enjoy it while you can. But, yeah, we uh, there's a bump in money. There's a bump in uh, how people take care of you. We were on, oddly, we were on a Malaysian airline flight, way back then in the 90s and the pilots let us sit in the uh, cockpit for, for the landing uh, we, wow. I had photos of it too I gotta I actually have to look them up and post it sometime but you know we would we would get on on the on a plane sitting in economy class and the 
stewardesses would, uh, the, uh, sorry, the flight attendant, that's an old word, stewardess, yeah. uh, flight attendant would uh, see that, uh, are you guys in a band? Yeah, what band? Mr. Big. Oh, to be with you, really? Oh, oh. And then move us up to first class and take care of us. <laughs> so it was really a great, people were so generous and kind. Because that song meant a lot to a lot of people, and they reflected back to us. We uh, we had to check a lot of gear sometimes when we were checking in. and we, I think it was in Indonesia we were checking in at a counter. Sometimes they could charge you fifteen, twenty, forty thousand dollars for all the overage because we got a lot of stuff to put on the plane. And um, I think uh, Aer Lingus, the Irish airline, what was going to charge us twenty thousand dollars when we were in Europe. And so we're in Indonesia with the same amount of gear. And the girl behind the counter, she just wanted a photo with the band, and she put everything on the plane for free. Oh, wow! <laughs> oh, wow! So it was, Things like that, and they're sweet and beautiful people that really are so generous because the song meant a lot to them. It's 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 a it really does change your life, and you get friends everywhere. We get friends all over the world now. It's funny you say the song changes your life. You've got memories. I'm sitting here just thinking, absolutely. I graduated high school in 1990, and then the years after that, my swing choir group would get together, and that was the song we sang. I loved harmonizing it. And I was just with that same group of people at the Indy 500 just a couple of weeks ago, and it's just like, yeah, they're still my best friends. And that that song will always remind me of the early 90s and our early college days, but always coming back together, that song brought us back together. That was cool. How cool. Yep. Thank yeah. you. Well, that's you know that's what it's all about. We're yeah. we're, we're really lucky to have uh, a, a world where we can communicate so well, and uh, people can get into things. And uh, it's been on a bunch of TV shows and a whole bunch of movies. And you know, it's a, it's it's a beautiful thing. We're 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 so we're tell- so thankful. We really are. We're grateful that we have this kind of a situation. Tell me about the checks, Billy. Come on. Oh, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't write the song, but I still got paid for my. Well, the the record went platinum. The album went platinum, and the uh, uh, we uh, went platinum all over the world yeah. too. So we uh, we managed to make some money. Yeah. Now, when you add it all up, the amount of years I've spent practicing, slugging it out in bars in a copy band, put all those years together, and the full amount of money that I made from having a hit record and platinum albums, I'm making a little less than a fry cook at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That, that, All the sleepless that nights. That fry cook didn't get to fly a big-ass airplane, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your benefits, Kenny. <laughs> All right, Billy, we'll, we'll, we'll end it with this. And, of course, the new record, Defying Gravity with Mr. Big, due out July 21st from Frontiers Music. What was the deciding factor for you guys to come back in for a, for a new record when you could easily just, just be sitting around the pool or gigging in the studio? Well, um, when you put out a record, it's kind of, again, another passport for you to go and tour the world. It's an excuse to go out and play. So uh, for me, I love to play live. I live to play live. And uh, playing together with the guys who we started together with uh, almost 30 years ago, and we're still friends, and everybody's doing good, and we can uh, we can tour. You know, some bands can't. You know, it's just a situation where we're just lucky to have that. So we... Um, we were really pleased to be able to uh, put out something that will introduce us and reintroduce us again to a lot of places around the world, and we'll be uh, our passports are uh, uh, ready to go with plenty of uh, blank pages for our visas and uh, travel documents. So we're going to be uh, this year's going to be a, a giant adventure. We'll generate many, many more stories that will be uh, uh, go down in, in a legacy <laughs> and of comedy and uh, shenanigans. I'm sure. Uh, so it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to tour. So we put on a record as a good excuse to do that, and people have responded well to the record, too, so that's a bonus. Billy Sheehan, 
Mr. Big, getting set to take the stage tonight of the marquee in Tempe. Man, this is awesome. Thank you for taking these, this time out to join the Freaks, bud. Thank you both for having me on. I appreciate it very much. Thanks, Billy. <laughs> Thank you both. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. listening to 